Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation, or as we like to call it, just the nation. I'm JT, along with my co-commander, radio wife and Hall of Famer, Ms. Leanne Whippen. Dave and Chris are uh, doing whatever they do do. I've not figured it out over the years, but they're always got a smile on their face. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Um our guest today, John Hallner, if you follow him on uh, Twitter, or Instagram, and that kind of stuff, is uh, the Hot Sauce Sensei. Um, I saw one of John's earliest blogs, and this is two, three years ago, and how hot sauce is the common thread between salsa and barbecue sauce. And I, and I liked that piece. Mm-hmm. So I asked him to be one of our field correspondents. So a lot of times if you see him out there and see any of his postings, he'll have his barbecue nation hat on and he's doing a little video and he's talking about this and that. And, uh, he does good. And he's actually this kind of cottage career, uh, curriculum he started is taking off. So John, welcome back. Thanks. Yes. Welcome back. So yes, let's uh, go ahead. Thanks so much. Thanks yeah. so much for having me again. No worries. So let's uh, let's revisit that. How are uh, or what is the common thread between hot sauces and salsas and barbecue sauce and and all of that? I mean, some people have a fear of if you put hot sauce on the label, like my my wife won't touch it. (laughs) My daughter might drink it by the gallon, but my wife won't touch it. So and, and if I try to explain to her. It's really not that hot. That's why we call her Lily Lips around here. And, <laughs> and you know, there, there's a big difference there for people. Exactly. So I, I think, you know, I, I look at, you know, your, your hot sauce as basically being peppers, salt, and vinegar. So when you take a look at the peppers, if you want to throw tomatoes onto that list and you keep it chunkier and you reduce the amount of salt and you reduce the amount of vinegar that you have, you're going to have a salsa. You know? mm-hmm. And so a lot of the concepts that you see with uh, salsa recipes, uh, you know, a mango habanero salsa, for example, or uh, a, a salsa with uh, avocado and, and tomatoes and, and other things that are a little more traditional or something I was playing a lot with recently was what they refer to as salsa barracha or drunk sauce uh, in, oh. is the translation <laughs> in Spanish. Uh, and that's where they used uh, either beer or tequila uh, and mix that as the part of the liquid base, along with some orange juice, is uh, common in a lot of the recipes. Uh, and then they uh, mix that with the chilies and the uh, tomatoes and garlic and onions. So, uh, salsa very largely is just chunky hot sauce with a degree of uh, less salt because it's not trying to be a pickle as much as a hot sauce is. On the mm-hmm. other side of the coin, you've got barbecue sauce, which again is typically going to have uh, some element of, of an acid, but also a lot more sweetness. 
Uh, so to me, a lot of barbecue sauces are really more like a sweet heat category of a hot sauce. And again, whether you have peppers or not, you're going to at least have some kind of tomato, uh, some kind of mustard, a little bit of acid, but you get that uh, what the, the culinary term is, I guess, streak, uh, you know, for uh, kind of a sweet and sour uh, type situation that you're playing on with the fruit and the uh, the acids that would be in a, a traditional ketchup uh, or a mustard base. Uh, you know, but again, a little bit less acid, probably more sugar in a barbecue sauce than in a in a hot sauce. But essentially, they're all trying to achieve the same thing. They're trying to build, uh, bring some rounded flavors uh, and uh, help you to have a nice condiment uh, for your meal. Mm-hmm. When when you explain that to people the way you just did which is uh you know very proficient there do you lose them though uh, and i and i'm being i'm being somewhat sarcastic and trying to be funny here john but the point is, is that, that you know when you start talking about vinegar based i mean these discussions have been going on in the barbecue world since uh leanne was growing up in missouri and riding a pony <laughs> you know that type of thing so so You've got people with definite beliefs and definite palates, and then you say, "Okay, well, this one's got a little much more of this, or a little more of that, and much more isn't very good grammar, I'm afraid." But you know, and these things are doing that. I think most people think of this as just like, "Okay, we're going to dump some ketchup or tomato base or tomato sauce." Or something like that. We're going to put in some other stuff and brown sugar, um, maybe some onion powder, or if they like it really chunky, they dice up some onions. Whatever their secret recipe is, a, a lot of times they they tend to shy away from the heat, the yeah. heat that you're talking about. Right, exactly. So, I mean, even in in barbecue, I, I have a class that I call "I Speak Sauce," <laughs> and it's it's designed to actually take a look at the various regional inspirations uh, for different sauces. Because to me, you know, the, I will, I've done over 250 recipes in the last four years. Uh, you know, so I'm always looking for areas of inspiration. What are common flavor pairings and how can we, you know, take something over here and bring it over there. Uh, so, you know, in the barbecue world, you know, there's at least a dozen different regional sauce styles. You know, you have your Central Carolina, your Southern Carolina, your Eastern North Carolina, which is, again, just your vinegar, your cayenne, your black pepper. You know, your Southern uh, Central Carolina is going to be your mustard based. Uh, you move into Georgia where it's a little bit of tomato and mustard, a little ketchup and mustard bit mixed. Uh, you know, Missouri is uh, Kansas City barbecue is known for very much for heavy uh, molasses in the sauce, a lot uh, sweeter. You move to Oklahoma, you actually start seeing things like Worcestershire getting added in uh, because it's right in between Texas and, and Kansas City. Texas is where you start to see a little bit of the heat, and they, they like to incorporate some of the peppers uh, into some of their sauces. But if you talk to people in Texas, they'll probably tell you there's at least four different regions of Texas barbecue that, you know, there's in the sauce varies from region to region, depending upon what they're serving it with. Certainly, they they love brisket down in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. So you're, you're going to get uh, a little bit of variation there. But I, I think you know, that's that to me is really what's important is, you know, I, as a teacher of of you know, all things sauce related. Uh, I like to to look at, you know, helping somebody find their signature sauce. And a lot of times that's going to be um, matching the heat to their palate, matching the sweet to their palate, even matching the acid to their palate and and how uh, acidic you want it or not. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of interesting examples 
uh, even in the hot sauce world, where some people don't like the vinegar. You know, I think the last time I was on the show, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, how uh, Instacart had a, a survey that was done and hot sauce was the most hated condiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you look at the growth of the of the marketplace for hot sauce, you sit and scratch your head about that. But, it, you know, the normal uh, reaction that people have to hot sauce is I don't like either the vinegar or I don't like the heat. And, you know, there's there's such a broad range of sauces out there. It's uh, you're really understanding how to match that. There's a there's a guy down in Louisiana, a Swamp Dragon. He actually uses uh, alcohol to be the stabilizing base and, and achieve a, st- a shelf stable sauce uh, without having to use the vinegar because he hates vinegar. And he said right out, yeah, I started my company because I don't like vinegar. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, so, you know, if you've got 40 proof, Alcohol, basically, you can, you know, it'll stabilize your sauce and preserve it for easily a couple of years, according to what he's written. A so. couple of beers or a couple of years? Years. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, because he was talking about being stable with alcohol, and I thought, well, hell, my, uh, I, that, that never worked for me. So that's funny. No, I, well, you know, John, when, you, when you're talking about that, of course, when you're talking about adding Worcestershire to something, I'm all in because I love that stuff. But yep. Um, don't most people who other than buy a bottle of sweet baby rays or whatever their favorite sauce is a lot of them just do and this is how i started with it you'd buy a container of the barbecue sauce you like and you started adding stuff to it right you know and there's you know there's nothing at, at all wrong with that I yeah. think, for, but I, I think if if you really want to get to where you're creating your own signature sauce, really understanding what's the foundation of that sauce and what are the different knobs that I need to turn to either bump something up or or reduce something, uh, you know, and, and that's where you're trying to, again, I think, look at uh, the various flavor elements, you know, yeah, how much sweet do you want? How much acid do you want? You know, how salty do you want it to be? You know, how hot or spicy do you want it to be? Do you want it to be super smoky or not super smoky? Uh, usually garlic and onion is another knob that you can kind of turn to figure out how much you want. Um, you know, so when you're, you know, if, if you don't understand what that base sauce is that you're starting with, how much or, or you know, how you're going to push it maybe too far, you certainly you can experiment until the cows come home and, and find something that you really like. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there's a, there's just one of the, my favorite hot sauces is um, uh, Gator Hammock out of uh, Felda, Florida. It's a little place along the the um, uh, the, the road, the, the highway between um, Naples and uh, like Fort Lauderdale. Uh, they, I think it's Tam Miami Highway or something along those lines. But uh, it goes through the Everglades. And I stopped in his shop at, at one point, but I, I'm pretty sure that on his label it basically says I use a cayenne pepper sauce and yeah. I add black pepper, and garlic, and a handful of other things to it. And, you know, that's it's such a killer sauce that I've been using for 25 years, probably, um, you know, but not realizing that it, when I actually really, you know, read the label, looks like he's just taking something like Frank's, you know, or uh, Louisiana hot sauce and, and doctoring it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, understanding what you're doctoring and, and being able to turn those knobs gives you a lot more control. Well, yeah, and... Like I make a reference here to Leanne's pig powder. She goes, it's a little sweet with a little heat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did I say that right? Uh, you did. Okay. That's one for me today. Yeah. Um, and that makes a lot of sense for people because 
a lot of people and I, when we come back from the break which we got to go to here very shortly i want leanne to address this but when you're cooking for people like in a restaurant because leanne's worked in the restaurant uh -huh. industry for a long time you know it, it's it's sometimes it's not fair just to say well this is our kind of buffalo style sauce that has got a huge range and in yeah. a flavor profile there. So I want to talk about that. Anyway, we got to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, John Hallner, the hot sauce sensei, and Ms. Leanne and myself right after this. Don't go away. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to the nation that's barbecue nation um, if you want to contact us email us do any of that uh, just go to barbecuenationjt.com or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Leanne does a lot more Instagram than I do, but we're out there. And you can find out about John, the hot sauce sensei. He's on all those platforms too, because he happens to work with us. And uh, so that's kind of a fun thing. So back to what I was saying before the break, nothing kind of gets under my skin. Like I love wings. I, 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 I just love wings. Some days I want them with some fire in them. And some days I want them a little more savory, maybe a little sweeter. You know, I'm a little flippant about those things. But when you go into a restaurant and they say, uh, they basically say, this is a sweet sauce. This is a buffalo sauce. This is maybe a chipotle sauce. And those are your choices. That, that may not work for everybody, you know, right. like that. So this question is to you, Leanne. When, because I know you like wings, like I said, how do you, how do you ascertain which levels of heat and sweet to serve your clientele? Um, it's a difficult question. I'll give you an example of what happened. Uh, not just this past weekend at an event, I was using Al Fragoni's chimichurri sauce for an event. He has a spicy and original. The spicy is not that spicy, but. I toned it down and did a half and half. I had people coming up, having it saying, oh my God, it's so spicy. And then other people come up and say, well, I don't taste any spice in it. Again, right. week before I was at a sauce thing. We had the sweet sauce, the spicy sauce, the medium sauce, and it was all over the board, people's opinions. Even people that tasted the sweet sauce thought it was spicy. I find that the older people are more sensitive to the heat and the younger people because their palate's new. So everybody's palate's different. But if you're going to, long and short of it is, in my restaurants with barbecue sauce, the sweet sauce is incredibly sweet. There's no question. No one's going to say it's spicy. So you're removing the elements of cayenne, chili powder, or whatever. Right. So you really have to stay with the sweet zone. The hot is all a matter of opinion. Most, most of the time I go with a safe hot and not like a habanero, you know, crazy hot where it takes away from the taste of the, the food. And then, you know, it is what it is. You can't please everybody, sure, I guess, is sure. what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I think 
you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, my, my wife will accuse me of, of trying to, to blast her palate from time to time because and she's, she's basically told me that I'm no longer a good barometer because my own palate has gotten so sensitized to, or desensitized to, to heat over mm-hmm. uh, the last four years of working with peppers like a Carolina Reaper or a scorpion or a ghost mm-hmm. pepper, or right. even hobbit crows. Um, you know, I, and I, I've been very specific in terms of when I do the recipe development, I'm always using the same liquid base ratio so that I can start to understand a little bit about how much of each individual pepper to add. The The joke with the, you know, gardening folks is that, you know, a habanero pepper, you'll usually see it listed in a range of Scoville units. So it might be 100,000 Scoville from one plant. And then, you know, three plants over, that plant was uh, stressed during the growing process. The mm-hmm. farmer didn't water it as much. And the, the pods coming off of that one are three times as hot. Right. And, you know, one of the big problems, you know, I, I've uh, since I've been on the show last, I've really started to, you know, talk more with craft hot sauce companies because, again, I'm always looking for inspiration and I like to see how other people make sauce. And, you know, what, you know, when I'm talking about the, the challenges of the business with them, that's the one thing they always come back with is, you know, a small recipe, small batch recipe, you know, scaling that up into a large batch, it's not a one for one. And, you know, it's not a linear process because, you know, once you start using more produce and the variability that you get in the peppers, it's going to throw everything off. So you really almost have to come up with what's a, your base heat range and then kind of adjust, you know, and then kind of start small maybe, and then add more pepper to it to see, you know, when you hit the heat level that you're actually shooting for. And then you know, kind of backfill with the, the other ingredients. Um, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a tricky deal with co-packers that are making hot sauce from, from time to time and having that consistency level. But, wow. um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, um, if you go to Texas, they have jalapenos on their cocoa puffs and, um, <laughs> but I, and I'm sure Leanne's run into this too, but when I'm doing some sort of an event, I don't do catering anymore. But when I was, if if we were going to make poppers, you know, just simple poppers, something, maybe bacon wrapped or whatever, and you got the jalapenos, some jalapenos, the flavor was very smooth. It had heat to it, but it was a nice, smooth flavor. And then other ones you get that are very harsh and very hot. And yeah. so, you know. John and I are standing there eating these. Go, these are really good. They're very flavorful. You know, we're talking about all the great aspects of it. Leanne comes up and grabs one, and it lights her up. Yep. And and how when you're making these sauces, especially these prototype batches, how do you deal with that? That you're not getting the if you the put crazy. yeah if you put fifty jalapenos down there and they were actually grated, they would be. 20 of this, 20 of that, three of this, three of that, you know, on the, on the Scoville scale. So how do you deal with that? It's, it's challenging. You, I think you just have to, uh, you know, again, going back to the restaurant side of things, I was in Maine last summer and I was really excited because the restaurant had a Calabrian chili wing sauce. And to me, you know, Calabrian chilies are from Italy. They're typically a little bit hotter than cayenne peppers. They're in that same range. But I was excited because, you know, it's a really unique flavor and you don't see it almost ever on a restaurant menu. So uh, the fact that they had it, I, I applauded the chef and, you know, I told the manager. But the, when I said, hey, can you tell the you know, chef this is I'm really excited by the menu. 
they were like, well, you know, we had to kind of tone down some of those things because a lot of the people were saying it was too hot. And I was like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's the thing. It's like, you don't, you know, you, you have to kind of adjust for people's palates to a large degree. So it's always, I always talk about what I call low pepper, high pepper approach. And if you look at most hot sauce tropes, and, and a lot of the hot sauce tropes are either taken from the barbecue world or taken from the salsa world. And sure. that kind of goes back to that whole the thread between the three. Um, you know, but it, it's it's really easy to make a super hot hot sauce. If you, all you got to do is just throw in a bunch of super hot peppers, some vinegar and salt. That doesn't take any skill. It's it's really, to me, the philosophy is build a low heat base that you you know you're comfortable with. And then, you know, you can always add spice. You can't remove it. We got to take it. We got to take a break. But we're going to be back with John Holner, the hot sauce sensei and field reporter for Barbecue Nation and Miss Whippin and myself right after this. Don't go away. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation on USA Radio Networks and a whole litany of platforms out there. Um, If you want to get the easiest way to it, tap into our RSS feed and then you hear everything. Some stuff you don't want to hear. I'm pretty sure, but you can do that. Um, we're talking with John Holner, like I said, our hot sauce sensei here on the show. And I, and I want to go back to what you were saying before the break. You know, when you, when you go to the shelf in the grocery store mm-hmm. and, you know, you mentioned Chalua, of course, Tabasco's, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, a household name and all that. Um and they are truly kind of sauces, like Worcestershire sauce. They've got that viscosity of that. And then other ones are are thicker, and you know, occasionally they've got a renegade seed from one of the peppers that that lodges in your roof of your mouth, and that'll have a fun afternoon. But um, you know, what do you look for when somebody's going to try to create their own hot sauces at home, John? I mean, what, what do you recommend? Not what do you look for, but what do you recommend? Do you want them, do you want them thicker? Do you want them thinner? Um, you know, hardcore barbecue people and stuff, they already got their own ideas about what they want. But if, if there's, as we called them in the last show, the civilians who are just kind of getting their foot in the door on some of this stuff, what do you recommend for them? So that's a great question, JT. I think from a, a large portion of the folks that are using hot sauce so you know like one of my cardinal rules is uh if you look at the 10 reasons to make sauce is you control the heat and you control the viscosity uh you know those would be two two reasons out of the 10 but the the reason you want to control the viscosity is because if you're using something really hot you definitely don't want it to be super thin because when you're trying to pour it out of the bottle and you don't need a lot 
then mm-hmm. you know the idea that you're going to have a runny sauce that's going to be super crazy hot and then spill all over everything and, and basically torch the the dish that's not my idea of of what you want to try and accomplish normally though you know i i try to build up enough food mass in the sauce that you know with with other non-pepper ingredients you know i, I take a very chef forward approach to coming up with the recipes. I'm not a chef. I didn't go to culinary school. So I'm claiming to be one. However, uh, I know enough about uh, aromatics, you know, your French mirepoix, your Cajun Trinity, you know, your onions, garlic, celery, bell peppers, some of those mm-hmm. ingredients, those will build you a nice foundation. And if you, if you look at a lot of the super hot sauces, so for, for example, uh, you know, Yellowbird is uh, one of the best selling hot sauces on um Amazon and they've been around for quite a while now. They do organic sauces. People like that. Uh, but uh they actually call their their sauce a condiment. They call it a habanero condiment. And you know, when you taste it, you'll notice that it's actually not super spicy. And the reason why is the number one ingredient is carrots. <laughs> so yeah. you get these, you use your aromatics to build a base, and and again, that will give you that thickness that you want, you know, and, and ultimately you're Pickling the vegetables and pureeing them. Uh, you know, I would say uh, I, I I like to make uh, uh, you know uh, pureed uh, uh, pickles. You know, and and people kind of look at me strange, and I'm like hot sauce. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it is a pureed pickle <laughs> because you're trying to get that smoothness uh, with a hot sauce, and that's you know typically with barbecue as well. You're usually uh, pureeing it so that you can you know lather it on and slather it on more evenly, as opposed to a salsa that you leave chunkier. Um, but you know, normally I would encourage people, you know, if they if they're not doing something super hot, then you want a, a little bit thinner sauce. Uh, then you know, for by all means, if you know, for example that Eastern Carolina sauce that's just vinegar and there's nothing in it to to make it go further, uh, right. you know, adding a little bit of jalapeno or uh, you know a little bit of herb to that vinegar base and being able to use it liberally, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. As opposed to you know, when I've got ghost peppers, uh, I had a. a uh, you know, I made a cardinal mistake. You know, you don't pour things over the pot, but I was doing that the other day because I was in a rush and, and I had a, I was trying to bring a batch of uh, sauce for someone that I had uh, given me some product to work with. And, uh, you know, and I, I ended up hit, hitting it with a little extra chili and, and I broke my rule. And, and I was, you know, I had a, a super hot hot sauce that was a little bit thinner than I wanted it to be. And so I was like giving it out, but I was warning people, <laughs> like just, yeah. you know, proceed with caution. You know, uh, this, this, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an experiment. It's a, you know, uh, you know, all this is in development essentially, but yeah, really trying to, to have enough other ingredients to create the viscosity, some kind of viscosity, uh, you know, so usually I, I strive for something similar to ketchup because I want to use a lot of sauce. A lot of times I'm, I, I don't use ketchup personally. Uh, I just use hot sauce. So normally I, I'll do, you know, something of a medium low heat. And then if I really want to, I can take a reaper or a scorpion and throw it in. A lot of times when I'm doing batches, I'll pour off half the batch and then I'll throw a little bit of reaper chili in it and uh, reaper, scorpion or habanero and I'll blitz it up. And then for people who tell me, oh, I want it really hot. How hot do you want it? Oh, I can take it. All right, here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then when they're on their knees crying, it's a different thing. So I've got a very rudimentary question for you but sure. i've actually i want to get your take on it um leanne jump in here if we go off the rails on this but people walk into a grocery store and they're especially in the hispanic food section yep you got a red sauce and you got a green sauce what's the difference 
So, yeah, that's a great question. And, and actually, one of the classes that I've put together is the 20 types of hot sauce you need in your refrigerator. <laughs> so that's a lot, lot John. That is a lot. So, uh, you know, the you know, the red sauce and the green sauce, it's just whether the pepper is ripe or unripe. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, and, and personally, um, I don't know if you've uh, spent much time in New Mexico or did you did you realize that New Mexico actually has a state question? A state question? Yes. The state question is red, green or Christmas. Oh, <laughs> that's actually they, they made a law out of it. So when you go in to eat in a restaurant in New Mexico, they're probably going to serve you some hatch chilies with that. And they ask you, do you want the red sauce, the green sauce or do you want Christmas, which is the combination of the combination there? Yeah. So every year when I do, uh, I do four annual sauces, uh, sauce recipes that I've kind of stuck to as a tradition. Um, I do an annual Christmas sauce, which has red and green peppers. And usually the resulting sauce is kind of brownish. Uh, but I, I like Christmas sauces from the perspective that you get, you know, the, the, the ripe peppers are going to give you, um, have a lot more time to develop the sugars. Yeah. So they're typically going to be, um, you know, less of that vegetal and astringent qualities, more of the berry qualities. The last time I was on a show, I think we talked about how peppers are botanically they're berries. Right. Uh, you know, so the riper they are, the more of those sweet properties you're going to get, as opposed to the green, where uh, you get, you know, especially if you think about a, a green bell pepper versus a red bell pepper, uh, there's a lot more of that kind of bite and that astringency and those grassy notes that come from those those green sauces. But, you know, when you start looking at food pairings, green notes come up in things like seafood a lot of times. And that's why, you know, sometimes you'll see a lot of seafood dishes are paired with some kind of a green salsa, um, you know, as opposed to uh, a red salsa. But, you know, the the nice thing is, is you get to kind of pick and choose. And, and I'm very much on, on pairing of sauces. Mm-hmm. So red, green, and Christmas, those are three styles. Um, on my blog, I've got, you know, seven core styles. Uh, the, the next one will be a mustard-based sauce. Right. Uh, you know, so uh, those are actually more prevalent in the islands. Uh, and it's, it's actually, it's a traditional style there. Um, you know, you've got your chili oils. Uh, you know, so if you think about, uh, you know, when you go to the Chinese restaurant and they give you that red oil, uh, that's that's a chili oil. But also in Mexico, they have this thing called salsa matcha, uh, which is essentially where they'll take peanuts and sesame seeds and garlic and chilies and they'll blend that with the oil. So it's kind of like a chili crisp, which has been become a, a very, very uh, growing category of um spicy condiments so I, I would almost say that they're a hot sauce as well uh you also have sweet heat you know, so obviously we've talked a lot about you know some of the the barbecue sauces and how they're very heavily steered towards sweet uh hot honey actually is one of the top selling uh hot sauce uh, hot sauces on amazon hmm. uh, mike's hot honey i believe and you know there's uh there's a lot of them on the market uh you know and you know it's a it's a growing category in and of itself Usually they'll add a little bit of vinegar to uh, try and round out the flavor a little bit and give you some of that bitter sweet play. Um, and then to me, I also feel like uh, soy-based hot sauces uh, are uh, their own category. I've had some really good ones. Uh, one of the, the people on the uh, my blog, uh, Komodo uh, Sauce, um, makes a, a black sauce, and and there's I've got the whole story on the blog if you want to check that out. But it's it's you know when you think about pairing food and hot sauce and adding some spice having something in each of these genres to counteract and counterbalance. Like when, when you would reach for a sweet barbecue, you could reach for a hot honey and you're going to get the heat and the sweet uh, to go along with your, your whatever protein you're serving. So there's, there's a lot of uh, things that you can do to 
get those pairings that you're looking for and, and you know, really vary the meal uh, accordingly. You know, you were talking about viscosity. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. But uh, and you said, oh, the hotter the sauce, you know, it should be a little bit thicker. But I feel as if one of the first hot sauces on the market, Tabasco, broke that rule from day one. I mean, that is just like drops of water. It's the vessel they're using to control. Correct. So, you know yeah, what so I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and a reducer on the bottle it makes it a lot easier to control that. But again, if you're, you know, the, the average home person may or may not have a reducer for their bottle. Uh, so that's, you know, typically I don't, I, I've, I've bought woozy bottles with reducers, but you know, again, normally I'm making salt that's designed mm -hmm. to be poured out. So, but yeah, you can certainly do that. And yes, uh, Tabasco certainly is just, it's pepper, salt, vinegar, you know, uh -huh. that's been, you know, fermented and aged on oak barrels, which is why Tabasco to me has that really extra level of flavor that you get from the fermentation and the oak aging. That's, mm -hmm. that's why really it's almost impossible to replicate that uh, in a home setting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you, you know, know the, back to the question. Um, yeah. The hot sauce is going to depend on what I'm putting it on. I mean, if I'm having Mexican, I want to have something that probably has some smoky or chili powder type notes to it, you know, um, seafood i think of you know more of like a tropical hot sauce you know yep. it so and and there's such a variety now i guess that's why you have to have 20 in your fridge like you say yeah i guess so <laughs> i guess so we got to take a break we're going to be back with john halder <laughs> the hot sauce sensei and barbecue nation roving reporter right after this Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation on USA Radio Networks and multiple, multiple, a factor of six. Um platforms out there we're talking with john holner the hot sauce sensei we were I talking have a question for him with yeah, all the hot sauces away. out there what's like the the rage right now what's the trend that's a great question like i like i alluded to earlier hot honeys i think are a really big trend uh i was at uh, i don't the, think that counts <laughs> well so to me it's, it's, it falls into the sweet category though so yeah. you know it, you know, I think it, it it is a growing segment, and I think the reason why is because again, you know, people love sweet barbecue sauces, but they want a little bit of spice. And you know, you've seen where chefs and I mean, even pizza places are putting hot honey on their pizzas, uh, and then they they put it on the crust, and and they'll they'll drizzle it across it. A lot of wing places are using hot honey uh, to you know as a as a flavor option, and and see to me, hot honey. It's actually it's really easy to make. You just take the pepper and you stick it in the honey, and then you pull the pepper out a little bit later, and you've got hot honey. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's to, to me, you know, like so. For example, there's a company up in Maine, um, Spicy Shark, and uh, Gabe and I have spent you know a lot of time chatting together. I went up there last summer for the New England Hot Sauce Festival uh, that he uh, organized for the first time, and he was telling me about his hot honey, where basically he tasted honey up and down the eastern seaboard. And settled on three different uh, aviaries uh, that uh, had uh, like a goldenrod and a clover and uh, I'm trying to remember just a wildflower. But he actually blended the honeys 
then matched it with the habanero and the uh, the vinegar to come up with his final product. So mm-hmm. in those circumstances where you've got somebody who's taking it to the next level and really uh, being very thoughtful about how they're composing the mm-hmm. the sauce, that's cool. I, I mean, I love his product and you know, I've, I've you know, blown through a lot of it. And, um, you know, Gabe makes sauce the way that I make sauce in general. I have a tremendous amount of respect for, uh, you know, pretty much everything that he puts out. He's got, he's got the the hot maple and the, the blueberry hot maple, uh, you know, being from Maine uh, or New Hampshire, rather. It's, uh, you know, that's just in that neck of the woods, uh, lots mm-hmm. of maple syrup. But um, that, that to me is a, a growing category. And I'm seeing more. Tabanero uh, uh, was at the uh, Drink, Eat, Relax uh, Festival I just did uh, over the weekend uh, where I was uh, doing some of my uh, sauce for field sauce reporting. And uh, they actually, uh, they use all habaneros in their uh, product line. Um, but they've come out with a, uh, a hot honey that they do an exclusive, I believe, with Walmart for their uh, sriracha honey, actually. Uh, you know, speaking of which, sriracha, uh, the, you know, uh, Hoi Fung uh, that has is the main producer of what we know as sriracha in this country, the green cap. Uh, they've been having supply chain issues uh, to get enough of the the jalapeno peppers that go into it. So now Tabasco even has their own version of uh, uh, sriracha, and it actually uh, owns the uh, sriracha yeah. story. So Underwood Ranches, they used yep. to produce the peppers for him, and yep. um, they make their own sriracha sauce now, and it blows yep. it away. It's the best sriracha I've ever had. Absolutely exactly. outstanding. And, you know, yep. Underwood Ranch is out in, in uh, California. But it is yep. a supply issue because I know they're having a tough time keeping up with it as well. Well, um, yeah, there have been droughts and whatnot that have really affected the the crops. And mm-hmm. so, you know, but I mean, people people get addicted to that style. And and, and honestly, a sriracha is, is really just a lightly sweetened fermented jalapeno sauce uh, with a little bit of garlic. And, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it's it's not a full blown sweet heat. But it's not you know, just your typical red sauce that doesn't have any extra sugar. And it kind of falls in between. And then the garlic gives it a nice little bump. But, you know, that's why people use it like ketchup. Right. Well, <laughs> sriracha was the rage. But I feel like ghost peppers are starting to fall off the map. That was the rage. You know, yeah. I agree with you. Hot honey is definitely, you know, there. But I was thinking more along the lines of, is there a certain pepper that's the rage? Because I think ghost was a little bit too much for people, but it was good for from a PR standpoint. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I think you know if you're if you look at that um, on the really hot side of things, you know, Carolina Reaper passed Ghost as the hottest pepper. Probably uh, my timeline is off, but easily like ten years ago, uh-huh. uh, I think you know, and, and it, so it kind of went like in the early two thousands, like people were selling habanero sauces in there. That was the hottest thing going, and then the ghost kind of you know you know replaced the habanero as the hottest thing going, and then you know you had scorpions and um, you know which are hotter than ghosts, and then finally the reaper or Tre uh, Primo also does the, the seven pot uh, Primo pepper, which there's a lot of similarities between reapers and Primo uh, uh, seven pot peppers um and that's a whole nother side story but uh you know even ed curry who from parker bart farms who does the carolina reaper he's got pepper x that supposedly is twice as hot as the carolina reaper but again it's just like how much of that can you use right you know to do it so here's my question as a um the 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 real advocates for peppers are gonna go oh yeah i i gotta get that i gotta you know do this and the other ones are gonna go but i want to taste the chicken or I want right. to, you know, taste the seafood or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How do you get that balance? Because I have friends, 
none of them are still alive anymore, but I had friends that all they like to do was dump hot stuff on their food. And it's like, right. why don't, why are you doing that? Why don't you just get a piece of white bread and eat it like that and dump that sauce on there? Because the expensive piece of fish or beef or whatever it is, you're not really tasting that. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. If you end up going to a hot sauce festival, there are a lot of really good craft hot sauce companies that make, you know, flavor forward, chef driven recipes where they're blending in the the different peppers. And, and the, the interesting thing, you know, again, going back to the idea of a habanero condiment, you know, from Yellowbird, it's not that spicy because they're only using a little bit of habanero. But when you actually start getting into the super hot chilies, there are actually five different types of capsaicin. And they each present themselves slightly differently. So you know, are they going to be a sharp pain or are they going to be kind of like a dull, dull pain? Is it going to be stabbing pain. you in the front of your mouth? <laughs> uh, is it going to be stabbing you in the front of your mouth or are you going to feel it at the back of your throat? Um, you know, or is it going to really like be all over your mouth and just, you know, making your sinuses light up? Uh, you know, so there the five different types of capsaicin all have different properties. So what ends up happening is, is when you do that low pepper, high pepper approach, you build a base and then you start adding in super hot peppers. Uh, you're going to get different elements of how that capsaicin is going to present itself. And sometimes you can even, you know, I, you know, I don't, doesn't happen all that often and sometimes it's more serendipitous than it is intentional but um you know when you can get a a, a sauce that gives a little bit of a presentation on the front note and then kind of shifts gears after a few seconds and gives you another uh, you know another sensation or flavor profile and then finishes with something completely different uh you know that's really like the the holy grail when you're trying to come up with a recipe is you're trying to get all those layers of flavor almost like a chef tasting meal and when he's giving you that one bite and he wants he or she want you to have that you know ultimate experience of, of how the flavor transforms real quick john about 10 seconds here how can people fuck find you hotsaucecookbook.com is my main site there's over 30 recipes there uh, that has my links to my socials as well hotsaucecookbook.com very good Thank you, John Hallner, our hot sauce sensei. And like I said, John Thank will be you. stick around for after hours. Um, we hope you all are having a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. And so for Miss Leanne, myself, and John, have a great time. Remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. And please remember why we celebrate Memorial Day. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.